Today I take you a second time to Laos. After Om and his ecological and social convictions in the last episode in the jungle of Luan Prabang, let's meet Kelly and Kamla in Vientiane, the capital of Laos. Kelly comes from New York. She lived in various places, such as Hungary for many years before she arrived in Laos for work. She met there her husband Kamla, who comes from the north of Laos and moved to Vientiane for his studies. These two lovely persons radiate tolerance and passion. They are very committed to their common projects in the fields of education, solidarity and the arts. We met in Tukata, their kindergarten. actually means doll or toy. We're a very different style of kindergarten for Lao because we follow a really holistic program. My background is as a trained Montessori teacher and then I've also studied Waldorf, but we just like to bring in a holistic element for the kids. There's a lot of play in the garden, they do activities with clay and art and cleaning and cooking and music. So our philosophy, our motto is um, at Tukata we educate the whole child. So we educate the heart, the hands, and the head. Creativity is really important. The two things that are important to us is creativity and a respect for nature. Because of where we live and the literal environment uh, with animals and such, I want the little kids to learn to appreciate nature now so that as they grow older, they will still have a good foundation and respect of nature. A lot of languages are spoken in Vientiane and at Tukata also. Children communicate in many languages and switch easily. It's fantastic to listen to them. Having an international atmosphere and getting the children exposed to several languages is also a goal of the kindergarten. We are technically a Lao school. We're a Lao government school. That's what our license is. But then we also teach in French language and we teach in English language. We do have a very diverse mix of students. We have a lot of Lao children, but then we also have children from France, from Russia, from Ethiopia. We get a lot of expat parents who send their children here before they start at a proper school. I'd say probably about 80% though are Lao, mm -hmm. are Lao children. Kelly was talking about creativity before. Well, creativity is also there when teachers invent amazing stories that they're telling the children. Let's listen to Paulin, the French teacher. Le mouton, la femelle, 
c'est la frapper une fois. Il a pris la glace. Attendez, mais je vais aller chercher le cadeau. Mais la glace, la glace, elle se casse. Et plouf, comme ça. Plouf, il tombe dans l'eau. Comme ça. Il va le sauver. Il dit, viens, viens. Et hop, il remonte. Ouh, ça y est, sauvé. Sauvé. Tukata is also the name of a foundation that Kelly and Kamla created. The foundation is a bit separate from the school. It's registered as a charity organization back in New York. And what we do is we support schools in northern Laos and Huapan province. Originally, it started helping them with school supplies, teacher supplies. So what we would do is we had two villages originally that we supported, and we would go up every year and give each child a packet of supplies yep. that would last them all year. So they would have notebooks and pens and pencils and erasers and crayons and just every, anything we could think of that they would need for one year. But then we also, uh, knowing what teachers have in classrooms, we also made kits for the teachers. So in addition to all the school supplies, they would get resources for their classrooms. You know, staplers, scissors, tape. It sounds like small things, but when you're in a rural village, these are bamboo schools. They literally have nothing. They have nothing. They have a blackboard. So anything you can bring to support them is yeah. really appreciated. So we started with that originally, and then one village we were working with, um, we wanted to help them build a school. So that's where we're at right now. Actually, just this past week, mm -hmm. last, this week, <laughs> last week, last week, <laughs> last so week, they last, started building. Last, last week, ah. uh, they say, uh, okay, now government say the 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 place is, they say okay already. So now we start to buy things, cement, metal, everything for the middle schools. Why we picked Huapan is it's one of the least traveled uh, areas. Kamla is originally from there but it's not an area of Laos that gets much uh, government help because it is so far. Uh, like Laos Airlines doesn't fly there, so it's mm -hmm. more difficult to get to. Um, but is it, is it in the mountains? Like, is it yes, it's in the okay. mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So by bus, it's about 23 hours. Okay. So it's quite difficult to get to, so there's not as many projects in Laos that are working there. The, road's the road bad. is really bad. Really yeah. bad. Yeah. I yeah. cried. To give you a... <laughs> Even after the first time, the first time we went to the village, even after, because I had been living here eight years, and it was just um, Kamla and I and the driver and a minivan and all of our supplies, and it was so desolate, and the road was just so bad with mud and cliffs and everything. I cried. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Two kids. <laughs> like, I have two kids, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. So the thing is, so now so very, very happy now. What we're building isn't a preschool, this is a primary school yeah. that's going to support about 51 kids. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. 
So 51 kids, it'll have five classrooms and one office. And right now though, there's only two teachers. So they do, um, in, yeah, they mix. And on top of this, Kelly is also involved in a project which promotes Lao art and culture in Vientiane. It's a project called Cultural Studies Series, and it's a branch of the WIG group. WIG was um, formerly a women's international group, but now it's men and women, so we just say WIG. But with the Cultural Studies Series, what we do is every month we have a different lecture on some sort of humanities topic, culture, art, research, and kind of bring more awareness about Lao culture to the Vientiane community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who come here on NGO contracts, so they're here for one year, they're here for two years. They want to know more about Lao, but being the climate that it is politically here, there's not a lot that explores deeper avenues of culture. So there's a team of five of us, and what we do is every month it's a different talk. We collect a small entrance fee, and then those entrance fees are used to help support health and education projects mm -hmm. in Laos. The guests who give the conferences for free are mostly researchers on Lao culture. So in the past, we've had talks about uh, modern architecture in Laos, how that's changing because uh, now there's starting to be high-rises and, and skyscrapers, which is very, very recent. That never happened before. We just had a talk about women and their uh, gender and role in Lao art. So just uh, different nuances of Lao culture for... And, and generally the audience is expats. Um, sometimes we get Lao people interested, but I think generally they already know about their culture, so we're just trying to share more about Lao culture with the community. Yeah. As usual, I asked them which piece of advice they would give to someone who would like to launch a social project just like theirs. I would say, because we thought about doing the school for a long time, You know, what I did, to be honest, was I just got a notebook and I brainstormed everything I would want in a school if I did it. And I just was always writing down ideas and mm -hmm. that kept, right? Mm -hmm. And that kept the project alive to me while we were trying to save the finances to do it. So I just had a little notebook and I would say, okay, you know, in my language room, this is what I want. Anytime I thought of ideas, I would write things down. And then um, the second thing is just do not give up. You know, my, I think my whole life philosophy is where there's a will, there's a way. If you want to do something, you can do it. You will find a way to make it happen. It wasn't easy for us by any means because um, we had gotten married, we were building a house, we had two little kids. So money was pretty tight. <laughs> money was pretty thin. But I was like, you know, we can do this. And you just find ways to be resourceful and don't, Don't worry about so much about um, if it can happen, just focus on how to make it happen because if you really want it to happen, you can do it. When I asked, what is happiness for them? Well, just like with Om last time, we first started with a good laugh. We can do a Lao version and a American version. <laughs> <laughs> for me, um, I think just being able to have uh, the freedom to do something that you enjoy doing. You know, so far with work, being able to do something and enjoy doing it. 
for me it's difficult I don't want to work for somebody else I don't want to be on a time clock I don't want to be I just want to have um, you know a more fluid lifestyle even though I am very organized for me to be happy just means being able to have the time to, to do what I want and putting my family first you know I'm not interested in making a lot of money I will advise anybody, a kindergarten is not a good way to make a lot of money. <laughs> but just having the time to be with my family, that's what makes me happy. But I don't think money equals happiness. I think happiness is having family. You know, I think having an, enough so that you can, you know, maybe do a little bit of traveling and be able to take care of your basic needs. I think success and happiness is more an attitude to the situation you're in. What makes you happy, though? Mm, me, yeah. If I want to stop work, or today I don't want to go work, and I can stop. If, if you work for someone, you can not. So this one makes me happy. Yeah, oh, just a so, element. So one, one month, so I don't have to ask, oh, I make the paper, Lao. You have to make the paper, right? Because in Lao, you have to write paper, mm. permission slips, if you want a day off. Okay. So it's very, very, yeah. very structured. Yeah. At Stuketa, the generally have one French-speaking volunteer to get the children exposed to the French language. I had the chance to work one month there. I enjoyed the company of the super-fast adapting children a lot and felt very much welcomed by the Lao team. But I really like having the volunteer program because it's good for the teachers. Mm -hmm. They get to just be around different cultures. It's good for the children. It's a huge help just having somebody... Um, be able to read a book in either English or French to the kids. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. You can share it, send it to a friend or two, and even add a beautiful picture of a loud puff-faced water snake to increase her or his optimism. This is Colline from École de la Colline. I hope you'll come along with me for the third episode in France this time with Clément, passionate about literature. Et pour les francophones du lot, bisous